Hi, welcome to Ace Chats with me, Charlotte. And me, Anna. And today we thought um, it would be fun to talk about uh, the upcoming festival of Passover or Pesach. <laughs> you think that's fun? <laughs> well, <laughs> we've just been discussing, um, obviously, um, how we want to approach this podcast. Do we want it to be, you know, like a bit more of help um, on weight loss during Pesach or maintaining your weight during Pesach, having a healthy Pesach, or... Uh, I think we've decided to call it keep calm and carry on. Yes, because, and this is where I kind of thought it would be fun to start, is to talk about, um, first of all, obviously the woman's role for Pesach over the years has been a very stressful role and a very stressful job to get ready for Pesach. And when I was younger... Um, and I know my mum listens to this, but I remember my mum and her friends used to go into like a state of depression a good four months before Pesach. And they would drive themselves bloody mad. I remember sitting and watching my mum take her neck curtains down to clean for Pesach. Well, because it's a spring clean, isn't it? I know, but like we just... I don't know if it's because... Um, as women, although my mum worked, but I don't know, you know, we were busy, we're busier, we're kids like, you know, it just feels like life is so busy. Like, if I had neck curtains, which I, I was don't, just going to say, aren't you, I, aren't you happy neck curtains aren't in fashion no, anymore? Yeah, maybe, but even if I had them, yeah. would I take them Absolutely down? Even, I mean, even once a year to wash them, probably not. Now, I don't know if my mum listens to the podcast, and I'm a bit scared to ask because I've mentioned her a few times, but... Um, I have memories of pouring the box of Lego into the bath and washing it. Now, I can't even remember if my mum was just trying to keep us busy, possibly whilst we were off school. Very possibly. Or whether we ate over the Lego box, which was also a possibility. Yes, but even if you did, I mean, even but, if there was But a wait, listen to this. I have memories of taking the toaster outside, scrubbing it, get, using a toothbrush and a toothpick, and it only occurred to me, <laughs> literally last year, that you obviously can't eat toast and it would be put away. And I think very much it was used as a spring clean. It was a time of year where you would, because when else do you clean out a toaster? And I guess that is what their mothers did. Yes. And really, my, I wouldn't say my mum's disapproving of the way I approach Pesach, but it's really very last minute and laid back. Because my whole theory, and this is not just Pesach, this is in life, is to try and contain stress. Stress makes me feel uncomfortable. When I've got things hanging over my shoulder, I feel uncomfortable. I feel like there's a physical manifestation. My yeah. stomach feels uncomfortable. Everything feels uncomfortable. So if I can limit it to a smaller amount of time, then the stress becomes a small amount of time. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm... And I remember standing in the playground at school picking up. I mean, years ago, I have been a mum at school for, I don't know, I've been at the same school for Ella's 19. And she started when she was three so an awful long time, 15 yeah. years, uh, 16 years. And mum's discussing already, you know, what they've cooked, what they've got done. And I just refuse to engage in that because I know my capabilities. I know how efficient and organised I am. And I don't need a bloody month to prepare for better. Well, this is the whole thing about all the shopping as well. I am a real last minute merchant and I need pressure to get my shit done, quite frankly. And... You know, I also like to leave things. I also, I'm efficient and um, kind of an organised mess, I'd say, because I do get everything done, always. 
But sometimes, you know, most of the time it is last minute. And if it was up to me, I would be doing my Pesach shop next Tuesday. I know, Tuesday. but the problem is, is things get sold out. The problem is things get sold out and it becomes like, a pa- like the pandemic where people are panic buying. Yes. The idea that we've got eight days and that possibly not all the shops are going to be open possibly for, you know, yeah, eight days. Easter means as well. We need to make sure that we have got food in the house for the full eight days. And so because everybody else is doing it, I'm now pressurised to get my shopping done. And that, although, you know, I'll be happy that it's done, it's annoying because I kind of like to do things when I want to do things. <laughs> so I find that is really I just remember over the years um, waiting too late and then realising they'd sold out of things and then you're running around like a lunatic. And I think I'd just rather, in fact, our shop was just delivered, um, do it online and know that it's done and not have to worry. Um, but we are, what, what day is it? It's Tuesday, so we're still a week ahead. Yeah, which is so still I, I, because of forward. all of this situation, and thanks to you and thanks to Tapuach Online, um, I ordered my shop last night and it's coming on Thursday, which is like really organised for yeah. me. I don't you're going to have what to I'm do, gonna do with everything. You're going to have to clean out. Because I'm not ready for it all, really. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think times have changed. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about the fact that, you know, spring clean a different time of year. This is not the time of year to create additional stress. Um, I know in my house, I don't bother cleaning the upstairs because I have a regular cleaner and my kids are so well behaved. And when I say no food upstairs, they listen to me. I just have to assume. Yes. (laughs) But also, again, like no one's eating off the floors well or... it's funny because i've got friends with teenage boys i've got teenage boys and they don't do this and they find plates and wrappers and you know, know under but... the bed yeah. I, yeah. I i i don't I, I found an empty pot of um what do you call it chewing gum in gabe's room last night and that's as and it was empty and that's a sort of as many i don't know no yeah, really I mean, also, upstairs. we have uh, a couple of things here and there, but there's never things under beds, so or it's always, you know, yeah. we'll always be in, in Although, do you remember when the kids were little and there'd be, like, Cheerios, like, in car seats? And, I mean, everywhere yeah, you well, look, I guess there that's were why, you know, crumbs and... People do end up uh, cleaning their Lego boxes and things like that. Yeah, I guess. Um, and toasters. <laughs> yes, oh, toasters is brilliant. <laughs> that was definitely yeah, just to keep you guys I think busy. So. And, and also to make my mum feel like she wasn't doing it all alone. And, um, you know, it was always, like, it wasn't fun, but the kitchen was always buzzing because yeah. we were like, you know, it, I mean, it is a fun time of year. And I was just discussing this, that, you know, we all have our traditions that we do on Pesach. Yeah, I mean, it's such a nostalgic time of year. I have got, so I have been very lucky, or my family have been very lucky uh, for the last, I don't know, about eight years, obviously, apart from COVID, we've been going away for Pesach with my father-in-law and, and stepmother-in-law and that entire Spended, family. Yeah. And, and so we have been very blessed to have not really had to make Pesach. And for my kids, you know, they don't really remember, apart from COVID Pesach, they don't remember Pesach at home. And that really upsets me because for me as a kid... Pesach was my favourite Jewish festival, 100%. There was something so exciting about turning over, using different crockery, eating matzah, making the kind of, you know, um, food that we always made. So, um, ironically, I, every year, even if I go away, do a... Anna's about to sneeze. <laughs> do a, I was hoping you wouldn't notice and say that. Sorry. Do a fam, we do a family bake-off and we use my grandma's recipes. So the recipes that I 
used to have from when I was a little kid yeah. growing up. Um, you know, obviously in my parents' house, going to my grandparents for Pesach and staying in their house. Um, and so we still make those cakes. And although, you know, we often tell people not to um, bake and do all of that kind of stuff on Pesach, it's something that is so part of our tradition of Pesach yeah. that it, Pesach would not be the same without some of those recipes. And, and I look forward to it. Yeah. And I was saying before that my brother, who always goes to uh, Israel for Pesach, sometimes he's, he's going away too late, too early this time, but sometimes we'll take some of the cakes <laughs> with him because... He also reminds him of, you know, yeah. being a kid. And, and also nice the, bits, the bits I love are all the sort of quirky bits of crockery and cutlery that come out. Um, I, was, I asked my mum if I could have her pastel-coloured knives, which there was one in every colour. And I remember, like it was yesterday, the arguments that we would have in the house, you know, who got what coloured knife. Yeah. It was our milky set. And I really have tried to create that in my house. A couple of years ago, I found this quirky jug in HomeSense and it's shaped like a dog right. and it's got a handle and the spout is its mouth. Okay. And we use it on Seder night to like wash everyone's hands. And I refuse to like, I love it so much, but I refuse to bring it over to my regular stuff because it's just Pesach, yeah. it's those things yeah, that you yeah, yeah. bring out year in, year out. And we've got these like glasses that you won't, they've got polka dots on them. You wouldn't buy them in a million years and they don't match the crockery, but that somehow is part of the fun of Pesach. It's part of the fun and part of the charm. Um, and yeah, I think it's a really nostalgic time. And I really want to, you know, my kids keep saying that they're very upset that we're not away. And I understand it's, a, it's obviously very lovely to go on holiday with all your cousins and have a great time. But... I'm, I'm like really determined to like make them a nice yeah. Pesach and have nice things in the house. And, and make memories. And for them to, exactly, so that they have, they do have fond memories of, you know, being home for Pesach. Because however much of a pain it is, it's actually gorgeous as well. I have to tell you that um, in my 21 years of married life, I think we've only been away maybe six or seven times. Um, and actually those holidays have been really memorable because they were so, it's so rare and unusual to be able to just shut your door, go somewhere warm and really experience it. Yeah, it's a and, very special um, holiday. Yeah, it was, it was really special, but maybe that makes it more special when we do go away. I totally, don't know. Um, totally. And I, I think it's, you know, I don't feel sorry for my kids. Um, well, I, I feel of, sorry in terms of the weather because this is shocking. Yes, but we've all got to endure that. It's not. You what know, did you call it? Then. I called it Sprinter. <laughs> We're currently sitting here in the rain, not in the rain, looking at the rain. Looking at the rain, and it's grey, and it's meant to be spring, and it, it feels, feels like winter. We've got the heater on, and we're freezing cold. We're drinking hot drinks. And although it's not, you know, generally boiling hot this time of year, it would be nice if it was just a little bit warmer and a little bit more sunshine. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're going through what I call sprinter. So I like not, it. Not quite you heard spring, it here first. You heard it here first. And it's not quite winter. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about, because people panic. You know, we are here talking about, um, you know, your problems, our problems, all of our problems. We want to come up and help you find solutions. Um, so, you know, the biggest thing that is going through our WhatsApp groups at the moment, our transform groups, are help, Pesach is coming, how are we going to get through? And the first thing I really, you know, first, the first call response is always please remember that this is a lovely time of year this is family time this is time to make memories and don't stress about the food situation 
you know, don't go mad, but don't stress about it. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I really think, you know, just what we were discussing, this is a time of year to create memories. It's one week, one week of 52 weeks. And there's no need to prolong it beyond a second week. It really, yeah. you know, it really isn't um, massive. So in terms of eating, you know, we've got this year, it's a three-day Yontif, we've got yeah, Wednesday if you're night. In the, if you're in the UK, then we have got... A lot of eating. A lot of food. It's like six meals. But, again, it's how you um, take control of those meals. So, I would say, and we always say this, like, focus on one bigger meal a day. Where possible. Where possible. And, um, I mean, for us, we're doing the Seder nights and Friday night meals. Yeah. But the kind of lunchtime meals, are, uh, apart from... Uh, the Shabbat that we're with you yeah we are at home and the plan is a little bit of matzo and smoked salmon essentially that kind of thing yeah um so that's how kind of I like to control it I it's not even from a like a necessarily a diet point of view but from a feeling so full up from eating you know so many big meals that the idea of having a big lunch and then a big dinner it's just too much. It's just war. The other thing is um, you don't need to cook differently to the rest of the year. So, you know, we're always promoting lean proteins and lots of veg. And it should not change on Pesach. There's obviously a few ingredients you might need to um, switch. But there's no need to, like, go into full Pesach mode and say, right, what are all my Pesach recipes? And, you know, how am I going to convert a, this muffin to a, that muffin? And a, I really believe that, you know, keep it as simple as possible. Um, get a, I mean, you can still roast a chicken. Totally. And bake a potato. And, and stick and... A, a side of salmon in the oven. And yeah. um, So that's really important. Um, the second thing is if you are dieting, you know, and, and we've just said to you, take a step back and relax for the week. What we don't mean is go crazy. That doesn't mean Anna and Charlotte said we don't need to diet this week and therefore I'm going to eat everything in sight. Like eat in moderation. Eat as though, um, you know, really try and get in touch with your body. Be a bit in tune. Am I really hungry? Do I need, really need to eat that much? Or is it just that I'm sitting at a table for hours and end? Or is it just because I've got sweets and chocolate in the cupboard or whatever it is so don't sort of ruin your diet this won't be a week to lose weight but it shouldn't be a week where you need to gain tons and tons of weight but if you do end up going this is Pesach and I'm going to enjoy it and you do end up going a little mad that's also okay but just be prepared to jump right back on the wagon literally immediately after Pesach and give yourself a couple of weeks before you decide to jump on the scales again yes um, understand that you might put on some weight it will be hopefully superficial weight because we often say this, it's like any holiday weight where you're kind of eating differently, eating more. Um, you will be weighing more in terms of water retention, um, in terms of probably eating more calories as well. Um, but if you do get back into your kind of old habit or your, your new old habits yeah. straight away, you will hopefully lose that kind of bit of holiday fluff that we talk about quite quickly. Yeah, I I agree. The other thing you can do um, is, you know, we have long days. um, You know, the weather's not beautiful, but the day is longer. So use it as an opportunity to go out for a walk. Um, You know, Charlotte and myself have dogs, so we're forced to go out for a walk. But it's actually, even when you aren't feeling particularly energetic, going out for that walk really makes you feel good afterwards, doesn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and, uh, you know, if you've got friends around, definitely uh, organise to meet a friend. Um, Go and have a good natter yeah. whilst you have a, a nice long walk. 
And, um, you know, if you can get an hour to an hour and a half to walk in, um, you know, a few days of the week, that would be really helpful in terms of... Definitely, and use it as enough energy. And also keeping you out of the house. I think sitting around the house um, when there's food kind of everywhere is the hardest part, whereas if you're out and about, you are less likely to be picking. But that leads us to the next point, which is if you have done a big bake-a-thon, um, put everything in Tupperware containers or bags and stick them in the freezer. They, um, you know, if you see it, you will eat it. If it's hidden, it's just that extra step away from you. It's just, you know, the likelihood of you eating it just is, is reduced slightly. Um, I was going to say about going for a walk, it's also a good opportunity to just um, vent and just get things off your chest. You know, we, we're not used to being with our families 24-7 yes. for uh, 72 hours straight, are we? So it's quite a nice yeah, opportunity true. to meet your girlfriends. And, and get um, away from your kids if they're driving you crazy and constantly telling you that they're hungry. Exactly. Um, leads me on to my next point, sleep. So use this as an opportunity to try and catch up on some sleep. I really, I've been talking about this a lot recently. I think sleep is one of the sort of most underrated pillars of health, if you, if you must call it something, both from a weight loss perspective, but also from a health perspective. Yeah. And we always talk about the link with lack of sleep and uh, hormones, ghrelin and leptin and, you know, sort of feeling full or... or um, uh, the appetite or hungry um, but it really if you sleep properly if you have a clear head you know things really do change um, from all aspects and I really think that's um, important so if you can try and catch up on yes. a little bit more sleep. but it's also kind of carrying on from that um, we live such busy and crazy lives all of us you yeah. know from the weeks fly by because, uh, you know, you're busy from the minute you wake up in the morning to the minute you go to bed at night. And, I, you know, if you are someone who observes um, the uh, festival kind of almost properly, um, to have that time out, to not have to set an alarm, mm-hmm. to be able to um, have an afternoon nap if you need it. You know, read. <laughs> read a book. You know, like, absolutely take some downtime. Um, and even if you're not going on holiday... Use this time as a little bit of a rest time. It's so, I, I feel like we desperately need that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to that point in the, the school year. The kids are also, you know, end of term. Everybody's ready for a bit of a rest. And even if you're not on holiday, where on holiday it's more of a forced rest because you're there and there's, you know, nothing else to do. Um, you know, try and carve out some time, especially if you are working your butt off as a woman in the kitchen. Um, which most of us will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to be sexist, but it's true. It is, you know, I'm sure there will be some men out there that are very helpful, mm-hmm. but it will still mainly fall on us women to feed our kids, to entertain, to tidy up, to every, all the things that we um, have to do over a, a Jewish festival. But like carve out some time to yourself as well. Make sure that you, you know, factor in an hour in your room on your own, you know, with your feet up, reading a book or just having a snooze. Yeah, I definitely agree. The other thing is, um, I was just thinking about exercise because we are people who exercise every day or every other day. And um, I'm not particularly good at exercising when on a Shabbat or a festival, especially when there's family around and my uh, gym is right next to me 
the rest of my house. So it says I'm always being interrupted. And um, so it never works really well for me. But actually, um, I often make the decision not to exercise and to be really okay with that. So three days coming up, the chances are I won't. I'm not going to have them. Um, I'm, and I might, but the chances are I probably won't. But I'm going to be okay with that. I've decided in advance I'm going to be okay with that. And um, I feel like that mindset change. Um, you know, it's a bit like we talk about imperfect perfection, you know, m- make the best decision you can and be okay with that yeah. um, is, is so important. Yeah. Um, so don't feel guilty and don't and try not to sort of use that language like we, we were talking about last week, like, you know, sitting around the mealtime and then say, oh God, I'm going to have to go for a long walk yeah. to work this off or I'm going to have to go for a run or I'm going to have to go to the gym to work this off. Like, get rid of that language. Don't think that way. Yeah, it's interesting because um, for me, it's part of my self-care. So for me, and I know it is you as well, but you have, uh, you know, we have different ways of doing things. I love to go to my gym and yeah. going downstairs and out of the house takes me away from everyone. Yeah. And I don't necessarily have to work out particularly hard or, but like being down there and moving my body for me is part of my self-care. And, you know, I'm someone that possibly would rather do that than get into bed and have a nap. So I think it's, you know, finding yeah. also, but Anna's totally right. You know, you, but you I was can just make say... peace with the fact that if you don't work out, yeah. it's not going to make a huge difference. I was just going to say something really interesting, and I don't know if any of you feel the same way, but when I do a workout, if I'm by myself, because myself and Charlotte work out together three times a week, so it's always, there's always a lot of banter and chat, Mm -hmm. and it's always really lovely, but when I'm by myself, I find I need almost a distraction, and I really want to be listening to a podcast or putting something on Netflix, just as background noise. And, and I won't do that on um, Shabbat or Pesach, which I know obviously any, everyone can do what they want, but I personally don't. And I, that's what I find really hard, is that I don't have that, that sort of distraction. Yeah. And I don't need the distraction because I don't enjoy it. It may be as ADHD. It's yeah. that I need to be, I need constantly my brain to be working. I, I have in the past, don't laugh, brought a book or a newspaper into the gym so that like, I'll do a set and I'll just read a quick article and I'll promise you, um, you know, yeah. or, and then, you know, do some push-ups and read a quick article and do some squats and read a quick article. I, I, but what if you were to just, instead of that, just do a 20-minute blast where you don't even take a rest? Where you don't think. I can't. Yeah. I need the distraction. It's weird. It's really weird. Listen, we're all individuals. Oh, gosh. Now you're going to see me on the street and... <laughs> I'd be like, can't believe you confessed to all that. <laughs> I don't think you've confessed. No, I haven't. I, I think, haven't. I don't think, <laughs> I don't no think confession. there's anything major there. Yeah. Um, I think that, like I said, everyone's um, got different. I, For me, um, I put a, a wheel up about it recently. I'm not someone that can sit and... Um, yeah, you did your meditate. Like, really. meditate. Like, I would find that, like... I just can't. I can't switch off my head like that. Yeah. Um, but actually, when I'm in the gym, I can, if I'm focused on what I'm doing, that, yeah. that is kind of my meditation, which is quite interesting. That is interesting. I can kind of go into myself a little bit. That's really interesting. Um, but it's a little bit with how I deal with pain as well as a person. You sort of go into yourself. I go into myself. I've got quite a very, I've got a good uh, mental attitude towards pain. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I enjoy exercise so much. Because <laughs> I like, uh, maybe in a little... Uh, <laughs> sadistic. <laughs> sadistic way. 
I quite like that kind of thing. So anyway, yeah. I've confessed. <laughs> there you go. We've both confessed to something today. Um, but let's go back to Pesach. So, so this year we've got, obviously, we've got the, the three days. We've got Cholamod in the middle, which is actually Easter. So there's only one actual work day. I mean, we work all the time anyway. I'm sure I'll be seeing people yeah. on Monday and Friday and <laughs> Sunday. Um, but um, so the in-between days try not to get carried away with eating too much stick to your regular food there really do there's nothing wrong with a piece of matzah it's essentially a piece of bread you know if you normally have a sandwich with two pieces of bread have two pieces of matzah with your lunch and not more it's very more can we quickly discuss matzah yeah let's Um, do that because I think matzah is a real love or hate thing and I love matzah but I'm fussy with the bread (laughs) It's like you? your rice cakes. Yeah. I, I'm indifferent. I like matzo. I like the crunch. I like crunchy things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like textures. So something like batter or cream cheese on matzo is amazing because mm. it's the cold and the smooth yeah, yeah, with the yeah, hard yeah, and the yeah, crunchy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have, have you ever tried cream cheese and You're going to say jam. See, see, cream cheese and jam on matzo is Sorry, insane. guys. Sorry. I just... No? Have you ever tried it? I, I hate jam. You hate jam? I can't bear it. But jam with cream cheese would just be the worst I can't tell you how delicious it is I don't have it's a bit like cheesecakey type like if you like cheesecake it's got that similar I just don't eat jam it's like you like sweet and salt yeah so it's a bit like that it is for those who haven't tried it um, try it and then let me know it would never even occur to me to even stick a knife into a jar of jam it's just not on my my radar raspberry jam is like the most delicious thing on matzo well let us know guys how you feel about this but like cream cheese and smoked salmon now you're talking yeah that's also yummy um yeah so we have no issue eating matzo but it is moorish and you can eat tons of it without noticing oh and also it's the breaking of the matzo yeah you know you break it out the box and then you've got that's the biggest problem is that you've got no idea idea how much you've eaten so always you know if you are trying to be in control i would say take a couple of slices out put the box back in the cupboard or away and only eat what's on your plate because that's where i was just thinking about half a box of matzo without the chocolate spread we were talking about this last week i don't buy chocolate spread all year round but on pesach we go through like two tubs of it and it is that really bad one it's It's, disgusting it's so unhealthy it's got palm oil in it mine too and i think because it's so spreadable on that matzo isn't it yeah yeah but i also it's like one of those things that i'll like yeah you can have chocolate spread sure i think (laughs) we're so busy trying to fill them that it doesn't really matter just just eat just eat but it it kind of is part to Pesach, isn't it? Totally. So like, like you said, that you know, I wouldn't buy that. I told my kids anytime. last night that I've ordered their their favourite chocolate spread, and, and they, they were excited. all like, "Yes!" There you go. You're creating memories. But that is again, that's part of their, as far as they're concerned, that's part of the their, tradition yeah. of of Pesach. Is but that that's taste, nice because you know everybody loves Nutella. Yeah. Um, and we don't have kidney out so we won't buy the Nutella but ugh, I mean it's really disgusting it's, just, it's, it's not have you it's, looked at the it's literally I, palm I haven't even oil, looked at the ingredients but the taste of it is disgusting yeah. it's not even like it's so unhealthy but so yummy it is I think it's really gross, personally. Um, this year, I have decided not to bake. I've got ingredients for brownies. I'm always happy to make a couple of batches of brownies, but I'm not doing my normal... I, I might need to check in with you next week to make sure I actually haven't, because I often say I'm not going to do that, and then I you get all creative in the kitchen. Exactly. And then, but um, I'm definitely going to make some brownies. Make us some banana upside-down cake. Not on Pesa. Why not? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely, quite a lot of ingredients that... Anyway, what I was going to say is, um, you know, the last few years, Pesach has been the price of 
making Pesach has been extortionate. The supermarkets are just criminals, in my opinion. Not the supermarkets, the kosher shops. Um, and I am aware that it's not all of them who are dictating the price. It's the importers, it's everything around it. But um, on that basis, I have decided that if I don't bake, I can save a huge amount of um, money on ingredients. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've had to get some sugar and some cinnamon mm -hmm. and some coconut and ground almonds anyway. But I think, I reckon I can probably save a bit of money. But also, we're out quite a lot of meals. Yeah, so that's so I've decided that I really don't need to. And I'm going to bring dessert. When yes, Charlotte is going to make dessert or because bring it from Sunday stash. I will, be, <laughs> I will be doing lots of baking. And like I said before, although, um, you know, I do find it quite ironic that often I tell people not to bother with all that kind of stuff, but actually on Pesach, I really do bother with all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just, again, part of our family tradition that I just think is a really, you know, again, as Jews, you know, food is so part of our past and, yeah. um, and it's so nostalgic that um, I just couldn't stop. I couldn't not do it. No, I understand that. I, I do understand a, that. It's really also nice um, my parents go away, so and I'm the only one here, so I feel like I don't have that. Uh, you know, because yeah, yeah, my parents, yeah. well, my no, mum used can to now, be here. You can do your own traditions. You can start. Yeah, your own I don't even have Ella here, and um, yeah. you know, Gabe isn't interested in cooking or baking. Mika would help me, and Amalia would obviously love to be in the kitchen. Yep. Um, yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see. There's something, I tell you what I really enjoy doing, creating with the limited ingredients. And I have this every single year. I'll be ready for Pesach completely, and then I'll look in the fridge, and I'll see some carrots, and go, hmm, I wonder if I can make some sort of a dip. And then I'll see some, do you ever do this? No. Last year you I made... You and Danny are quite creative when it comes to those things. I am someone who just likes to do things Pretty easy and pretty quick. Yeah, I like I like making extra dips. I'm going to make some um, schug, you know, like yeah, from chili yeah, yeah. peppers this year. Um, I do loads with garlic, garlic and chim chim. What's it called? Chim chimney yeah. chim with chimchurri. loads of chimchurri with loads of um, herbs and um, a bit of oil and garlic. Um, so so that always what happens. That's yeah. all the last minute stuff. And actually, that's the bits I love most because I like to get creative. You know what? That's just reminded me of um, one more thing to spread on your matzah. And uh, people might go, <gasps> when they hear this. Charoset? Well, first of all, I love charoset. No. <laughs> Very happily eat that all year round. Oh, my like gosh. Grated apple and cinnamon. It's delicious. Oh, why? I love, love charoset. Chrein, which is horseradish. With beetroot, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That is on matzah. I've never tried bit it. Bit of sea salt. Oh, delicious. I might have to get involved I could also, in it's got the, like, the, the heat well, I won't be crane. buying any. You won't buy any crane? No, never. I'd, we buy a uh, Mara, a, uh, you yeah, know. but, like, I always have to have crane on. Oh. It's also the only time of year that I'll buy crane. Guys, we And I love what? Mara as well. When we yeah. go away for Pesach, I normally, because they normally don't have proper mara yeah. in hotels. They usually just use some bitter herbs. Yeah. But sometimes they do it in the jar. When mm -hmm. all the, the... No, no, so I like the jar. Oh, I, you do? Yeah, yeah. Because really we have to grate it. No, no, I don't, need, I don't need the grated. I don't need the actual. I'm quite happy to have it from a jar. Yeah. But I like the heat. And yeah. I want it proper, eyes watering, clear the nose yeah. situation. So I'm always quite a big fan of mara. Um, 
so yes, so for me, the Hillel sandwich, <laughs> when we get to that point, I would be very happy to oh, stop there. amazing. In terms of uh, dinner. Just I, a little bit of matzah, a bit of maro, a bit of harosa, and it's I'm, so I'm interesting. very happy. It's so interesting because I pretty much know everything about Charlotte, and then sometimes she just surprises me. Um, we, do you know what we do on, on uh, Seder? And it's also, it's very traditional. Um, my dad's side of the family has always done it. Our carpa, so the vegetables, it, we always use potatoes. Yeah, we've always um, done that. Yeah, well. and it, what it does is it just fills everyone before. But also, potatoes and salt water. water. Yum! <laughs> it fills everyone um, before the meal, which is usually is much, much later. Yeah. But also, eggs and salt water. And yeah. I will make, and I, I'm always shocked when people make one egg per person. I'll make about six eggs per person and then we just sit there and often I'll have one with a yolk and then I'll just sit there and take the whites and the whites with the salt water and also the yolk and the salt water yeah but uh, you can't have too many yolks when the salt water goes all cloudy yeah yummy I mean you are really learning lots about us today Um, just one other thing Uh, the wine the wine at the you don't? Yeah. Four cups of wine? Yeah. Two nights? Yeah. So I kind of think that that adds to the fun of Seder night, <laughs> personally. This because if you're sober, especially second night Seder, <laughs> when you've literally just done it the night before. This is true. I mean, I am, um, and I'm happy to admit this, not the most religious or spiritual of people. I thought you were going to say an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> and a little bit of an alcoholic. But, and... I have had, I can get very wound up at Seder night, especially when people start getting into kind of fine details, nitty gritty, um, you know, when things are like, it really is a symbolic traditional thing. And I would never want not to do it because like I've said, there are certain parts and aspects of it that I love, but I'm not interested in the that have to like you know dissect every single paragraph of the Haggadah yeah I really just want to get to the Hillel sandwich and then the singing I like the singing yeah. at the end um and so I find that the four glasses of wine just makes everything <laughs> a little bit better so my confession another confession is that I actually find Saturday night really boring it's really and boring we are hosting second night the first night is just us and, and my family which we'll be doing in pajamas and we will do in record time yeah lovely um, but second night so I, I mean I mentioned to you this last week that the reason I love doing it is because I can busy myself and not have to yep. sit and listen yes. to all of it um because there's always something to get up and yeah, get yeah. from the kitchen and walk around and you know there's always something to do I need so. someone or, or someone that you can sit next to and chat to yeah like who's as uh, who's as interested as you are so my sister and like I've been away um you know a lot with my sister-in-laws and they feel quite similarly about Seder night to me they're very happy to uh, partake in a few glasses of wine <laughs> and sit and chat yeah. until we get to the good stuff um and so you know, find someone to sit next to that you can sit and chat to. And last year drink, we had a really fun seder. We went to friends, and th- this year they're coming to us. And actually, what was lovely about it was watching our kids interact because these are friends who we have known since Ella and Ollie, their oldest, have been babies. Um, and it was so nice watching all the different because no one is exactly in the same year. They all sort of slot apart from the elders. They all slot in, so they're not sort of. Uh, school friends they are just old family friends and just watching and the boys having a bit of wine and having just giggling away but they did something cute last week they brought to the last year they brought to the table locusts so grasshoppers that had been dried Ugh. and i'm just so 
Charlotte, I'm such a child and I've got such a competitive spirit. So when he bought them out and said, who's going to want to try one of these? I went, I will, before I could even register what it was. And once I've said that, I can't go back. Right. And I ate one. I was like, it's fine, I can do it. And I just sort of put one of these dried... Yeah. Yeah, with the... With the um, was it at least chocolate covered? <laughs> it wasn't chocolate covered. That would have been nice. They were crunchy. Ugh. But let me tell you, they had so much protein in them. <laughs> Something like seven grams Can we per... discuss like kosher at her? Well, they were kosher. Are they? Grasshoppers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Lots of bugs there. Really? Look it up. I never knew that. Anyway, they wouldn't have given me non-kosher food. It'd come from Israel. They bought it in the supermarket in Israel. And, um, <laughs> so I'm trying to think this year as something that I can offer my guests. <laughs> No, I've got some ideas. <laughs> I might not mention it on the podcast, though. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Um, yes. Yeah, you so, can imagine, because um, I normally take things to the lowest, the lowest denomination. <laughs> we are really giving people an insight into our <laughs> lives. But that's great. <laughs> yes, I think yeah. that um, a lot of people will be able to resonate from this uh, I podcast. So. I think that we all have... Um, uh, fun and sometimes not fun memories of yep. you know always being with family um, during for intense periods of time yes. causes um, happy memories and also not so happy memories. That's true. Although when you think back, I most don't, of the memories yeah, are happy. Of course, it really is. Um, you know, I'm one of four girls, and we're in within sort of six years, so we're all pretty much the same age. And you know, my memories are things like you know singing, non-stop singing. We used to sing all the from the musicals, and that's how we spent our Friday nights and our you know chagims yeah. and. Um, there was a lot of scratching and hair pulling and yeah. biting too, but I really do sort of that. That's the part that has all the fond memories. Let's just say, of course, um, and all the sitting around and chatting. I mean, I you know always yeah. me, my mum, and my sister. Like I could have spent hours chatting, getting into bed. Um, and chatting with each other, and yeah, you know true. all of those kinds of times. They're such yeah. gorgeous times that. Do you know what else I love? And I know we should probably wrap this up, but um, as these um, days become a bit longer, um, so on a regular Shabbat afternoon and also on Chagim, my my kids disappear. They go out, they go to the park, they go and meet friends, they don't have their mobile phones with them, and it is, I don't know when they're coming back, I give them the time, but, you know, and sometimes they drop in and out, and that's what I love. That's being them being proper children, and yeah. I think that this gives them the opportunity to yeah, really... Yeah, makes um, them very... Um, well, it makes them be able to understand a little bit of life without their phones, yeah. and without TikTok and all of the things that they spend hours with, and it's also... Um, you know, they, they come back happy. And yeah. my boys play a lot of football and go to friends' houses and they come back yeah. exhausted yeah. and, you know, being outdoors it's all lovely, afternoon. It's lovely, isn't it? And, and that is a real positive um, side of kind of, you know, having some kind of observance. Um, right, I think we should wrap up because we are at 38 minutes and 33 seconds. I've just realised it's still pausing. It's still recording. It normally pauses oh, yeah. at 30 minutes. Um, but let's just wrap this up because I think the take-home message here is please do not stress about a week of bad eating or a week of eating off track. Um, it's just a week, a week of 52 weeks. It's just a week. And also try not to think about things being so different to normal life. You know, um, all the food that you eat, Anna and I are planning on having, you know, our lunches when we can, our Definitely. usual 
eggs and egg whites and kale and instead of rice cakes we'll have some matzo and cottage cheese but there's there's no reason why everything has to change drastically so um think about you know if you are doing any kind of meal planning um you know look in your usual meal plans and see you know how you can um keep things pretty similar i've totally forgotten to mention that we put together this lovely resource for Pesach. Yeah, um, we it's should a probably free, attach a link. Yeah, to... we'll attach a link if you're still listening. Um, it's a free uh, recipe book, um, nothing fussy or complicated, and just a bit of inspiration. A bit of inspiration. It's got some nice snack ideas as well, um, and we've also worked out the calories and protein for you, which is always uh, yeah, helpful. You know, helpful if you are kind of dieting. Exactly. So I hope that has been helpful. Um, wishing you all a Chag Sameach yeah a I hope you enjoyed Pesach. it and uh, like, I, like I said before we'd love to hear um, any of your Pesach stories yeah, if you've funny got stories. anything um, you know nostalgic or anything you love to have on matzah yep and do tell us if um, you know you have a favourite recipe or what, what cookies I mean people cinnamon balls do you make those anymore I mean we I grew up to. with cinnamon, cinnamon balls and, we and, don't and make um, coconut, coconut pyramids, kisses pyramids the best yeah dipped in a bit of melted chocolate and you've got yourself a bounty (laughs) (laughs) on that note guys (laughs) have a great one make sure to make sure to review subscribe please tell your friends and family the numbers are racking up we get to see the insights from our end they are racking up so please continue to tell your friends and family and Um, i hope you've enjoyed this uh, podcast because i definitely think you've learned a little bit more about anna and myself i think so On that note, now. Have a good one. (laughs) Have a good one. Bye.